All right, what's up, Stalemates? We are back with episode two with the Jake and Corby show. So far, that's the name. We're still waiting on suggestions for the names, but last week we last week we previewed Super 32. Jake went nine for 14. Corby went eight for 14. Something like that, right? Is that correct? Yep, yep. that's correct. And uh, so, yeah, Jake and Corby are back this week. Tyler is out of commission today, uh, but shout out to Tyler. Shout out to Barbarian Apparel, our show sponsor as well. Presented by Barbarian Apparel. You see it. You see it. Um, this guy's got on Barbarian Apparel as well. Corby, how you doing? Good, man. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. And this guy wishes he had Barbarian Apparel on. Jake, how you doing? I'm great. Ready to rock and roll. All right. Well, let's go ahead and add in Corby here. And uh, Corby, we watched Super 32 happen over this past weekend. Another good Super 32 tournament. I had fun watching the finals, like I said off camera i got to watch most of sunday um jake was coaching so he watched as much as he could he had a front review for the southeast polk guys and i'm sure some other guys as well did you quarter anybody else nope just uh gotta be able to go watch and kind of just be around all the iowa guys and it's it's always a good time to get to watch those guys compete all right well let's get go ahead i don't think you technically i don't think you technically cornered any of the polk guys either did you no, no, no. Just hanging out in the back. Luckily, TJ was there, and then uh, we got another club coach there that was coaching Slade. So all good there. I'm just kind of there to help support him and just be around and watch him compete. I actually saw you in the very background of some streams. I always want to take a picture of the flow streams when I see Jake in the back, like just kind of hanging out on the side, on you know, somewhere, standing around the mat somewhere. Usually I see you. Oh, I got plenty of uh, texts and, and phone calls about people seeing me in the background. So I wouldn't be mad if you did. All right. Well, let's get right to it. We'll talk about uh, some of the matches that you guys saw. Um, yeah, I guess point out some of the things that you guys think is uh, important for the people to pay attention to. Was there anything that was like overly shocking over the weekend? Well, I mean, first of all, I think Jack's Forest losing uh, early on in the tournament was a big shock to a lot of people. I know uh, Jordan Rainey is really good, and I know he had a really good finals match with Lilidol, but I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, I, I did pick Lilidol because I thought Forrest's draw was a lot worse, uh, and had a hard, you know, I thought he was going to have a harder time making the finals, uh, which is why I picked Lilidol and it ended up coming true. But, uh, I know that was a huge one for me. Uh, I mean, what, what'd you see Corby? No, that was a big one for me. I mean, Rainey down big in that match pins Forrest. He's also down, uh, you know, a handful of craps comes back, pins craps. So, um, you know, Rainey's dangerous from anywhere. Uh, two young kids, right? Both freshmen, really impressive, uh, you know, can wrestle from anywhere. Um, actually, a couple things stood out to me. And um, Bo Bassett, Bo Bassett, um, you know, being smart, being savvy, being able to withstand the early pressure of Knox, staying in the match, wrestling hard, scoring his points. I mean, Bo Bassett looked amazing. And um, the most impressive thing to me this weekend was, um, PJ Duke. I mean, PJ Duke, sophomore in high school. This kid's amazing. Um, the the positions he's in. The, I mean, to me, PJ Duke's probably the. I mean, it's got it'd be Ferrari and Duke to me right now, probably um, being your top two guys. Um, man, I, I Duke's good. Duke's really good. So. Um, I mean, I think Ferrari right now is probably the best kid, but this this Duke's going to be special, really special. 
Was there anybody from the last show that we did that you guys pointed out was somebody to look out for that you're pretty proud of that pick and how it turned out, I guess? I mean, for um, me, I think it, for me, it's Lilladol. I mean, obviously, I don't think many people had him picked uh, to win. And then, you know, same thing with Bassett. Like, like Corby said, I think a lot of people kind of wrote him off a little bit. I know that's maybe not the right wording, but, uh, you know, he had a bad Fargo. He had been a previous world champ. You know, he's had a couple losses here and there for him to come out and, you know, he didn't dominate Knox, but he, he wrestled really, really well. I felt like he was somewhat in control of most of the match. So that was extremely impressive. And then, you know, Lillidol is just extremely gifted and talented. He has a lot of ways to score. So him over Rainey wasn't surprising to me. I was actually surprised how close the match was, but uh, for him to win that bracket uh, was extremely impressive. I mean, Kilcarry looked awesome. Obviously force is good. Marcus Blaze got seventh or yeah, he got eighth. So, I mean, that's an extremely tough bracket for a little doll to win. Yeah. I mean, Joey Blaze, I mean, wow. Are you kidding me? Joey Blaze was nails. I mean, ice water in his veins all weekend. Um, Ohio kid, Purdue commit. I mean, Joey Blaze was, was amazing. Um, he really impressed me this weekend as well. Um, and, you know, we got to see Knack the Born uh, Rogatsky again. Um, Jude Correa, Jude Correa to me. Um, and hey, and that was a good one of Sinclair by you too, Jake. I mean, Sinclair makes the finals, but he gets dinged up. So he's not able to compete in the final. So we had a default there. But I mean, if you, I mean, Correa's jumping levels, young kid. We've got a lot of really good young talent in this country. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, in the future what happens you know, where a lot of these kids go. I mean, they can't all go to Penn State, right? I mean, they're going to get a lot of these kids, but they can't get them all. So it'll be interesting to see where some of these kids land. You know, another guy that I really impressed me was Ladarian Lockett. I know, you know, close match in the finals, but for him being as young as he is to, you know, be calm, cool, and collected the entire time, I mean, he looked really impressive. I, you know, I got to watch him warm up and drill, and it was um, pretty amazing to watch how he he handled his um, you know, pre-match warm-up. So I think he's as good as we all thought he was going to be. Yeah, also impressive too. Hayden Walters up at 220, not a really a 220, probably going to be a 97 in college for a couple of years at least. And so, you know, I mean, 220, you know, he kind of, you know, handled that bracket. So, um, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to watch his development at Michigan. So, um, yeah, other than that, with Super 32, I mean, I think we hit on the the main the main players there. Um, anything else, like, from you, Zach? I know you got to tune in a little bit. Was there anything that stood out to you? Uh, you know, I do want to bring up something with you, Corby, by the way. Yes, let's do it. You, uh, you got a little bit of beef this weekend. You were in the Twitter streets pretty heavy. And uh, I know you enjoy a good debate, a good conversation. I believe that the yeah. debate was that you said that Super 32 lost some prestige. Are you saying that it lost all prestige or there's an element of prestige that is now gone because of the number of participants that are now in there? That's that's what I'm getting at, right? It's hard to, you know, 160 or what? maybe they extended those characters now on Twitter. I'm not sure. I'm kind of new to the game, as you know, on the social media platforms. But um. You know, I, it's kind of what that's exactly what it's like to me. It's 
yeah, the depth, right? You still have, I mean, you have all your guys, right? All your depth is still there. You still have all your top guys in the country. I just think when you're going down that far, right, you got some fluff, right? Some of those top guys got to go and, you know, chew through through maybe two, three, four matches that, you know, maybe, you know, in, in past years, they wouldn't have had to, you know, and then, you know, and I, I wasn't going to come out and blast them, but a lot of it too, it comes down to like, you know, now you got middle school, you got kids, you got VIP weigh-ins for, you know, $25 a pop up to 700 people for this and that. It's like, you know, 27 extra grand in VIP weigh-ins. It's already a one day or one weigh-in for a two day tournament. I mean, I don't know, to me, like I'm all for people in wrestling, you know, making a living and making money. But when you start doing stuff like that, to me, it's just, that's just, I, I don't like it. And I'm going to call it out. Right. And, and I know, you know, people, there's people that aren't going to call that out. Right. And that's okay. Right. They can sit behind it and not want to speak their mind. And that's okay. That's not who I am. And I'm going to, I'm going to call a spade a spade. And, and I see that right there. That's um, to me, you know, get taken advantage of people, you know, right. Maybe they should have, maybe they should have hired more people in the parking lot and a few people to, for parking. I heard it was a nightmare. People were backed up for, miles trying to get in and they had to delay the start right so i don't know i could go on and on but um great tournament nothing against those people that run the tournament they've done a, a great job for years they started this thing 22 years ago from from nothing up to something but let's not forget what it used to be and and what wrestling is all about so anyway that's my rant that's it that's where i was coming from and and you know i know joe was getting hot or whatever the caprino guy out of you know, 800 pound gorilla boy or whatever his name. And he was getting on me and whatever, but you know, that's, it is what it is. I understand. And he's probably upset and it's nothing against Joe. And I know he helps out with the tournament and, you know, he told me to start running my own. Listen, I'm not in the business of running tournaments and I'm never gonna, but when you're going to run them, do them right. And, and, you know, I just, I don't like the way that, that they, they expanded it. Now I looked back years. I mean, there was some of the weights had like a hundred extra kids compared to 10 years ago. So that's, that's quite a bit of discrepancy. So anyway, let's move on. Let's talk college. Super 32 is in the books. All right. We're moving on here. We, um, Corby sent me a message or no, you put out a tweet not too long ago about the 125 pounders that people should look out for this upcoming year. And we talked off camera a little bit that we thought this would be a pretty good segment for the show. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go through each weight and kind of pick one or two guys. I'm going to let Jake and Corby take the wheel and pick one or two guys at each weight that they think that you guys should be on the lookout for. Now, it's my understanding that these guys are all freshmen and redshirt freshmen. So you probably haven't seen these guys wrestle in a dual meet setting or anything like that. These guys are, you know, this is all based off of their high school performances and their open performances from their, you know, true freshman year. Some of these guys are true freshmen. So uh, we'll go weight by weight here. We're going to go through and start at 125. Um, Corby, I also want you to explain kind of your thought process through this. So why don't you go ahead and start at uh, 125? Yeah, I was just kind of thinking, you know, of the, some of the newcomers out there, the freshmen and the redshirt freshmen that are going to, you know, be in the lineups this year that we could possibly see we're going to have the you know freshmen can wrestle in five matches so we're going to see some guys and then the redshirt freshmen that are going to be in the lineup this year if you were a, a freshman last year and you wrestled 
you know, in the lineup, this, you know, you're not going to be included in this. This is all for kind of newcomers to the scene, newcomers to the lineup, you know, for guys to kind of keep an eye on. So I'll start off at 25. I'm going to go with two guys here um, that I think you need to keep an eye on. Um, one is, I mean, obviously Joey Volk, right? I mean, we saw what Joey Volk did this summer, um, you know, amazing summer he had, um, ended up coming home with a world championship. Um, so, you know, he's a true freshman. I imagine we see him for sure in the five matches. Do they pull his red shirt right away? I mean, it'd be silly too, right? I mean, you get your guys into your five competitions and then kind of decide. So, um, you know, Joey Volk's one to look out for. And, uh, and another one is, uh, this one is kind of like one of my, one of my buddies from high school kid was a year younger than me, um, weight class below me. Jack West, his son is Blake West, going to Northern Illinois University. He was uh, eight and two in opens a year ago. He was a two-time Minnesota State champ. He was a Fargo finalist. He had 98 pins in high school. Um, so he's going to Northern Illinois, and uh, he's a Minnesota kid, 4.0 student. So, you know, I grew up, you know, a few few blocks down from his dad. We wrestled our whole lives together. So uh, his son, you know, up and coming freshman or redshirt freshman this year at Northern Illinois, and he'll be starting at 125. So keep an eye out for him. And uh, who uh, who else you see, uh, Jake, at that weight? Yeah, I think a guy that I'm excited to watch is uh, Steve Opoyan. Uh, obviously, I think everyone knows him from the YouTube videos of him, you know, being a little Mohawk dude who was just tearing through everybody. But, uh, you know, he had an awesome high school career. You know, he won three New York State titles, was number one at 120 uh, at the end of his career. And, he, you know, Super 32 champ. Uh, and he's also got fifth at Cadet Worlds one year. So, I mean, he's got a ton of talent. Um, it obviously didn't work out for him at NC state. So he found a new home at Northern Colorado. Um, so, I mean, he's got, I think he's got the right size coach for him, uh, with Nickerson there at, uh, Northern Colorado. So I'm sure he'll, uh, you know, have great workout partners and, you know, I would imagine Nickerson's going to do an awesome job with him. So I'm, I'm really excited about Steve O'Poyan. And then, you know, another guy is Dean Peterson, uh, obviously a Jersey kid extremely gifted, won a lot of big matches in high school. I believe he was a little banged up last year. So I'm, I'm, I am excited to watch him compete. Um, I believe he was 132 in high school. So, uh, we've got him at 125 here. So I, I mean, you would know better than I would. Does Dean have a chance at starting at 25? I'm assuming for Rutgers then. Yeah, he does. So here, here's what's going to happen there. Let's talk at that weight a couple battles. So we're going to have a room battle between Dylan Shalver, Ohio kid, NCAA qualifier, and Dean Peterson. So last year, Dean was having some weight issues. He started the year at 25, then he ended up blowing weight a couple times. He went up to 33. So he started this summer, um, you know, really buying in in about June with his diet. He's uh, getting, you know, walking, he was walking around in the mid 30s. Um, he's already down to weight, looking good, training good. Um, so that's going to be a room battle. Actually, I'm in New Jersey right now. So tomorrow morning, this will actually be put out actually probably on Thursday afternoon. So Thursday morning, actually, I'm going to tomorrow morning because we're recording on a Wednesday. I will be going to Rutgers practice in the morning, actually just going to go stop up, say hi to the guys, hang out for a while. Um, so that's going to be a room battle as well as Cooper Flynn and Eddie Van Tresca. So Cooper Flynn, obviously everybody knows Cooper Flynn, Eddie Van Tresca 
Eddie went, he was a Jersey kid. He went and took a gap year at Vatech. Okay. Eddie was nine and six in opens. He beat Flynn twice. Okay. He split, he split with Greg D. And then Flynn was nine and three, and he had wins over Mink and Allen, who were qualifiers. Okay. He also had a win over Braxton Brown of Maryland, who is a guy to look out for this year as well. So that's going to be a room battle. Um, it's more like uh, Vantresca's a mat guy. Flynn's a feet guy. Vantresca seems to be able to ride Flynn. Flynn can't seem to get away. So it's kind of that's going to be an interesting room battle. I think it's going to come down to who does better in open competitions, obviously, against, you know, competition rather than who beats who in the room. So, um, yeah, just a few guys um, there at 25 as well, I think. You know, we talked about those and the guy that we didn't bring up really or two guys were Braxton Brown and Nico Provo. A couple other guys you should look out for. Um, you want to start off at 33, Jake, and let us know what you look at there? Yeah, you know, I think this weight's a little bit. Um, there's, a, there's a few less guys that I think are going to come in and be uh, instant starters or, or have a really good chance to start and kind of uh, push some of those top guys. But I do know one guy that I'm excited for, and it all kind of depends on this. You know, we're talking room battles here. Ohio State, you have Andre Gonzalez at 133, 14-3 uh, last year. Uh, had some really good wins over a couple uh, guys that we also have on this list. Uh, you know, Fargo champ, uh, California State champ. Obviously, he's got Nick Buzakis um, at his weight. And um, why can't I think of the other guy? Indiana, Crown Point. Mendez. Mendez, Jesse Mendez. So, you know, he's going to have to, I would imagine... Andre is going to start, you know, for most of the year. And I would think that they would throw those uh, other two in for, you know, those five matches, kind of see where they're at. Um, but he is a guy I'm excited for. I remember watching him, him and Colin, I believe Shriver wrestled a couple of times in high school. And they always had battles. So, you know, Andre Gonzalez is a guy I'm really excited about. And I think he can, um, you know, contend to be a national qualifier, win some matches. That is assuming he is in the lineup. Yeah, I'm with you there. I like Gonzalez. I think, uh, I don't know what's interesting with, I think Mendez is bigger than Buzakis. So I don't know if they're going to, you know, Jesse build into a 41, keep Buzakis at 33. To me, Buzakis is ready to go right away. Um, so if he, let's say, you know, with the five matches, right, you go out, you get some matches to see where you're at. And, you know, I mean, they've wrestled fre true freshmen there before. They'll have no problem pulling pulling the trigger and getting him out there if, if he's the best guy. Um, to me, it's, uh, you know, we're going to have a, some battles up in Minnesota too, right? We had a uh, uh, Van Bauer, right? Van Bauer was twelve and three last year in opens. He beat qualifier Biscaglia. He's going to have probably a room battle up there. Aaron Nagao was the starter last year, and and I don't know who's going to win that room battle, but Van Bauer is a guy that's talented that I you know I look out for this year. Um, we'll move to forty one, and I'll I'll start at forty one, and and. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about, uh, you know, Illinois guy, Vandeveer, Northwestern. Um, you know, will he be the guy? I'm not sure. He's got national qualifier Frankie Talshahar ahead of him. He was a state champ. He was a three-time placer, uh, was also a runner-up in Illinois. He was a top 10 recruit in the country. Um, so we'll see what, you know, what happens with him in Northwestern, um, if he's going to be the guy this year. You know, he's a redshirt freshman, so, um, you know, that's where I like there. And uh, why don't you go ahead uh, with one Jake? And then I think we're probably going to get Zach to chime in at this weight, I would imagine. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, I love Vanderveer. I watched him at Cheesehead a couple years. Um, awesome high school wrestler, really tough on top. Um, I always thought he was giant for 138. So, you know, I, always, I just assumed he would grow, but apparently he's still a 41 pounder. So he's going to have an awesome year. But I think the guy I'm most excited for, and I was extremely disappointed when he left Iowa for obvious reasons. I mean, I understand why he left, but, uh, you know, Wyatt Henson at Oklahoma, I think he is extremely talented. He had some awesome wins this year. Uh, I mean, he beat NCAA qualifier Quinn Kenner. Uh, he obviously a multiple time state champ, Missouri state champ. Um, I think he is a guy who wrestles really, really hard. Uh, he stays in really good position. He's always going to be a tough out. You know, he might not be ready to beat those top guys, but I do think he's able to contend at a weight that, you know, maybe isn't super top heavy. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of like close matches in those, you know, the, when you're talking like top, top 16 to top 24 there. So I think he's a guy that can really compete with some of those guys. Um, obviously he's the son of Sammy Henson. So he had a great coach coming up and, you know, I think he's, I think he's going to be ready to rock and roll, assuming he can beat Moshe Schwartz, that is, but I know Zach's excited. We'll let him talk about this weight. Let's freaking go. All right. You guys know if you listen to the Patreon show with me and Tyler, who I picked to win this whole entire thing, you guys might think I'm crazy because I'm picking the true freshman to win the entire weight at 141 pounds this year. So not only do you have to look out for him to start this year, I think he has a good chance of having a successful season. You guys just got done talking about Jesse Mendez. This kid beat him twice. Okay, so I'm pumped about it. I've never been more excited for a true freshman coming in other than the last guy that did it, the national champion. David Carr didn't win as he, he redshirted, right? So the rules are a little bit different this year. This year, um, everything that I'm hearing about Casey Swiderski is he seeks out the toughest competition in the room. Um, Corby, I'm sure you're hearing the same things that I am. Uh, this kid is freaking good. I'm sure he's going to have some bumps here and there. But one thing that I'm super pumped about this kid is he did an interview recently on a wrestling media company that we won't give any shout outs to. But he said that. He has circled the December 4th date on his calendar. He wants to go and wrestle in Carver Hawkeye Arena. He wants to wrestle Real Woods. So what better way to start off the season than getting a true freshman in Carver Hawkeye, a kid that's looking forward to it. He might win. He might lose. Who knows? But I do know one thing. He's going to get better as the season goes on because that's the kind of guy that he is. So thank you guys for letting me do the honors. I know you guys both want to talk about him because you guys both know how good he is. So what do you, what, what's, the, what's the ceiling for this kid, you guys think? Corby, I'll let you go first. I mean, obviously, he's going to be a champion. Um, it's just a matter of when, right? Is he going to jump those levels that quick? You know, the kid's amazing. Does he get there this year? Mm, I say five through eight type. It's deep. It gets a, to be a grind. Does he have the ability? Yes. It's just hard for me right now. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm, I didn't buy a van, right? I didn't buy a, a cyclone van, right? And ride it around. So um, I'm going five through eight. So that's my, that's what I think. What do you think, Jake? Man, I've, I've talked to a couple of the Iowa state coaches about him. And um, I mean, they're telling me he's a top five or six guy. Um, that, that, that means something to me. I, I'd be honestly at this point surprised. I mean, just what I've heard from practice is that he's, kicking everyone's butt he's wanting to wrestle guys like david carr he's wanting to do the same things that david carr is doing so you know i think that his ceiling is extremely high like you said is he ready to be a top three guy 
I don't know. I guess we'll find out uh, December 4th when he, when he gets the rest of Rio Woods. But, you know, I think he's going to get better and better each each week. And, you know, I, I look for him to be an All-American this year. I'd be, um, I don't know if surprised is the right word to say if, if he doesn't AA, but um, I, I, I would predict it. Right on. Yeah, I like those both 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 respectful answers. So we'll uh, we'll keep the we'll keep the ball rolling here. We'll go on to one forty one forty nine. Um, Corby, go right on ahead, my friend. Wow, this is a really 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 deep one at forty nine. There's so many kids here that are coming in. There's about you know six. There's probably seven red shirts coming in that are going to be in the lineup this year, and then one true freshman who took a gap year last year. And um, to me. I'm going to say Shane Van Ness, Penn State, right? We didn't see him much as a red shirt. Only went to, I think, one open, got dinged up. Um, he was a top five recruit. He won who's number one. He beat Mendez. He won national preps twice. Um, you know, he's he's tough. Uh, he's physical. Um, he's going to be good on top. I think I think Shane Van Ness is, is one guy to – to look out for out of this group um, for sure. And another is uh, Tony White Rutgers, right? He beat uh, Keller from Princeton. He beat Brent Moore. He was a New Jersey champ. He was a, a two-time placer. I think he was maybe like the 86 recruit in the country coming out. Um, but they like him in the room. He's working hard. Uh, everybody likes his upside. So I think Tony White's a kid to look out for as well as uh, – Van Ness at this weight. Uh, what do you think, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I think Van Ness is an obvious pick, you know, being a Penn State guy. He was obviously an extremely high recruit, uh, has great wins, has an awesome motor. I'm excited to watch him. Um, you know, a, a guy I'm really excited for, especially with Bryce Andonian moving up. And, you know, I'm not 100% sure what Virginia Tech is going to do with their lineup, but Caleb Henson uh, is an awesome kid. I remember watching him at Super 32 a couple of times. Uh, I mean, he was a top five recruit coming out of uh, high school, Fargo champ, Super 32 champ. Um, I I think he's a guy that can come in and contend for, you know, the varsity spot. And if he is going to be the guy, he's a guy that's going to qualify for nationals and, and probably win a couple matches. He's he's that talented. So I'm I'm extremely excited about him. And then, you know, another guy, you know, coming back to Iowa State is Pinero Johnson. Um, had an awesome summer. You know, I know he had some health issues that they talked about as far as, um, you know, why he was getting tired, and it sounds like they're on top of that. So I think he's a guy that can really surprise people. He's got all the athletic ability in the world. Uh, it's more of a can he hold up for three periods or not, and and sounds like they're, you know, figuring that out. And I think he's a guy that's going to, you know, beat some really good guys coming through this bracket. And then, you know, he's always he's a guy that's dangerous, super good athlete. Those guys are really hard to compete against. I know Zach's excited about him. Yeah, I got two words. Psychological warfare. All right? Psychological warfare. You got to make the guy break, and Jarser's on top of it. You know, he's going to have him into shape. He's going to have him ready to go. But he's got to win his wrestle-off first next week, I believe. It's Cam next Robinson. week. So he's got a kid in Cam Robinson that's going to be tough. Cam Robinson gave Jared Dagan a, like a one-point match one year um, as a true freshman. Tall, lanky, kind of – they're kind of opposite body styles. Panera's kind of more short and stocky and muscle. Cam's more – tall and skinny so I think Panero beats him because I got to see Panero and um Swiderski wrestle over the summer and they had some some good scraps so but 
he's going to be the guy at 49, in my opinion, for Iowa State. So he's been, he's been around the room a little bit, too. I think he t- did he take a gray shirt as well or just a red shirt? No, I can't I remember believe... off the top of my head. Man, that's so – I think he did, but I can't think off the top of my head. So many of them are doing it there, right? I know Panero did. You know, I can't think of the top of my head if Cam did or not. Um, he might not have, actually. Um, but, yeah, I was shocked he's going to go down, which tells me that he must like what's going on in the room between him and Panero because 57 is an open weight, right? And Cam's tall and lengthy, and I thought he may grow into a 57. Maybe he's just not putting the weight on like I thought he would. So, um, but yeah, I was shocked, you know. 57 is kind of an open weight now with car up and i thought maybe he would uh you know just go to 57 but you know he's going to challenge panero which look for that to be a dog fight um up at 57 jake who do you like in coming out in this group yeah i think the easy one is is patty gallagher at ohio state um you know i gotta watch him compete a couple of times when he was in high school he would have been a sophomore i think and he beat Kate DeVos in the uh, Fargo finals. And so I got to watch him up and close and then, you know, just kind of coming up through, I mean, he won pretty much everything, you know, who's number one, Ironman, Fargo. Uh, so, you know, extremely good single leg. Um, you know, I, I think, I know he took a loss or two. I took a loss actually to a guy that I'll talk about next, but I think, you know, another year in the Ohio state room, I think he's going to continue to build and grow and, and, I mean, he was like, I think he was a top two or three recruit coming out of high school. So he's got the talent. He's got the skill. Um, it'll just be if he can put it together. And and I think he's a guy that's going to come in and contend for an All-American spot right away. And then, you know, next we have Levi Haynes, who actually beat him in an open last year. Levi Haynes is a true freshman. So he's, um, you know, he was a senior last year in high school. I, know, I think he took his senior year off to just train and compete uh, at the college level. But he, he beat Patty in an open. And then, uh, you know, I think the thing about that is, will Penn State pull his red shirt? Will they not? I'm assuming they're going to use this five-match rule to kind of give him, you know, a chance to maybe beat some of those top guys. And if he does, I'm sure that they'll pull him. But, I mean, you might know a little bit more about that as far as um, whether they're going to pull his red shirt or not. So what do you see out of him? You know, I think they'll start out with uh, more than likely uh, maybe Barraclaw, maybe uh, for a while. We'll see what happens there. Not sure. My opinion would be that I think he's going to be ready to go. They kind of seem to have done that in the past, right? Wait a little while and then pull their freshman out later on. I think I think you could see him um, come out later, just my opinion. Could be wrong. We'll see his development and growth along the way. So uh, to me, for the redshirt group, I like I like Luca Wick, right? Wick's a name, obviously, we heard of before, right? And this is... Uh, this is the next wick, right? And uh, this Luca, and he was 7-0 last year and opens at 49. He's going up to 57. He was a you know two-time uh, placer, but he only competed twice as well in the, in the state tournament in California. He was injured, and um, and then they had the COVID year. So, but uh, one thing about him is he benches. Coming out of high school, he benched over 400 pounds. So um, you know he's a strong kid. And then I'm the I'm the true freshman tip. I mean, people some people call me crazy. I mean, but Aiden Riggins to me, I think just my gut. Um, you know, watching wrestling my whole life and knowing a little bit, I think uh, I think Aiden Riggins gets in that Iowa room and gets training. I just don't see how come January he's not the best 57 pounder in the room. Um, you know, he wasn't a 
yeah, he cut some weight to get to 60, but you know, he's not a 65 right now. I don't think could he grow into one? Yes. But with the hole at 57 to me, I mean, could you imagine Riggins and Haynes, Penn state, Iowa dual two true freshmen, January 27th, I think is the date. Um, amazing. I think that'd be great to see. And then I don't know what we're going to, what they're going to do with, uh, Messenbrink out at Baptist, you know, we saw world silver out of him, top 20 recruit, three-time Wisconsin champ, you know, trained by Ben growing up. Um, this kid's gonna, this kid's going out to Baptist, which, you know, good for him, you know, make your own path and uh, let's see what they do. I believe they're going to redshirt him, but I'm, you know, we'll get to see him getting some matches and that's just another kid I wanted to, you know, give a shout out to. So, um, 65, I think, uh, it's kind of a, a weight where we don't have a lot. I'll start out uh, at here with uh, with an Illinois guy, uh, Caliendo, Batavia, Illinois kid. Um, you know, beat always dangerous Tanner Cook last year. Also, you Iowa people listening, he beat national qualifier Yant at an open. You know, he was an Illinois champ, three-time placer. Kid's a grinder, physical, in-your-face. Caliendo is a kid to, to look out for here at 65. And then... Uh, what else you see, Jake? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, we're going to stay on the Penn State train with A.J. Facundo. Um, obviously, an extremely big recruit for Penn State. You know, who's number one champ, won Fargo, won a couple medals at the Cadet World. So he's he's got the skills. Um, it just kind of seems like he might be a little bit better at freestyle right now than he is at folk style. So I think he's still got some growing to do. Um, but obviously Penn state always, you know, has their guys ready to rock and roll. And I think, you know, just another year in the room, he's just got to develop a little bit more offense and then he's going to be extremely gifted. I mean, he already is gifted, but he's going to be an extremely hard out for anybody, um, you know, at this 165 weight, which is extremely tough. So it is going to be hard to break the top eight at this weight, but you know, he's a guy that has the skills to do it. I just, it's just going to be if he can, you know, build, build on his offense and, you know, maybe get a couple more attacks other than just a duck under. I mean, it, in that's just my opinion, but uh, I think that's where he struggled the most as far as, um, you know, transitioning to college folk style wrestling. Yeah. My opinion too is, you know, like you said, maybe more um, a freestyle kid, maybe, you know, transitioning from takedown to turn a little more. Uh, or I'm sorry, a little better than he does, you know, folk style stuff. But, you know, I mean, he went to the right place, right? I mean, we've, I mean, nobody's in the last, what, 10 years, you know, done, you know, top wrestling better than than Penn State, right? So to me, um, this offseason, you know, was spent on top for him. And, um, you know, I think you're going to see him come out and, you know, do his thing. So, I mean, I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be right there in the mix. Um, you know, they always are. I mean, you know, so I think to me, it's, it's interesting, right? Um, takedowns are two reversals are two. I get a couple swipes. I get two, right. But what, 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 what else? Four swipes. I get four, right. That's a double any other move in wrestling, but you go through all the, you go around all these college rooms or high school rooms or whatever. And, 80% of the wrestling is done in the room on your feet. Makes no sense. Like the four, the four point turn is the turn that, that gets you the most points, right? 
So, and it doubles any other point. So, and you take a guy down and let him up, guess what? You're plus one. So I don't know, Penn state must've, you know, they're, they're obviously working their top game and, and uh, you know, I guess maybe why others aren't, I, I don't know what's different. I, you, everybody's trying to think about it and what, what they're, you know, doing different than everybody else. And to me, it's just, they're, to me, it's, you know, top wrestling and, and uh, staying loose in the flow. And it seems like they, you know, get into a lot of positions and they wrestle well in a lot of positions where, you know, you see some teams, it's like they, they don't look like they're fluid in all positions and they seem to look fluid in all positions. So um, anyway, let's move on to 174. And uh, why don't you start us off here, Jake? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Kyle Valencia as my favorite pick at 174. I think, you know, he's not Zahid, but I think he is very close to Anthony. So I think he's, you know, obviously has an extremely high ceiling. You know, his floor is probably a little bit lower than, you know, where Zahid was. But, you know, he had multiple wins over NCAA qualifiers and Aishans and Hastings. So, you know, he has the ability to beat those guys. Um, and then, you know, a full year in the lineup. And then, you know, he gets a scrap with his brothers. And he's he's in a great room at Arizona State. I think they've been waiting on this kid for a while. He had an awesome high school career. And, and you know, he's someone that I think can help, you know, bring bring about this next kind of like little run that I would assume Arizona State's going to go on. And then, you know, kind of staying on the Iowa State train, you know, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be their starter. Zach actually might know more than I do about this. But, uh, you know, Manny Rojas is a guy who wasn't a, you know, a really high recruit. He is a guy in this recruiting class that they have super high expectations for and a guy that they're going to need to be a multiple-time All-American if they want to achieve the goals that they have set for them. Um, so, you know, he beat Ninehouse. He beat O'Neal. Um, I know he lost to Edmund Ruth, but he, he was a you know multiple-time Michigan State champ, you know, did well at Fargo all the time. He, he's a extremely high recruit that's expected to do really well in the future here. So, I, I mean, I can let Zach talk maybe for a quick second about Manny Rojas, but I'm really excited about him. Yeah, he seems to be the guy that the coaching staff is most excited about as far as this upcoming freshman class goes, other than Swiderski or right up there with Swiderski, I should say. Um, I don't know if he's going to start right away. I know that Divine is banged up. I didn't see him in the uh, WrestleOff PDF sheet uh, that came out today, I believe. So um, I think Manny Rojas could be the guy probably. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to throw him to the Wolves at the the Iowa duel or anything like that, but they'll probably put him in, you know, the like Corby said, you can wrestle, what, five times or whatever without point to red shirt or whatever the rule is so i wouldn't be surprised to see him that amount um but let's be honest as much as i love iowa state i don't think we're winning a team trophy this year i think we're looking at probably next year david carr senior year we're going to hilton south and kansas city so um i think it'll be probably divine spot he's been the guy last year he had a pretty decent year last year he went to the ncaa's and uh got banged up but i wouldn't be surprised to see manny rojas step in there from time to time um throughout the season you know i'd actually i'd actually really like to see him in the iowa duel you know maybe wrestle swafford uh if, if brands is is gonna be out so i mean i don't i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do um going to an iowa state event tomorrow so maybe i'll find out some more info there but i would really like to see him against swafford or brands to be honest i would agree with that i would agree with that who who would you take <laughs> If you don't want to answer, you don't have to, you don't no, have to answer. I, honestly, I don't know. I, I I would really like to see Rojas wrestle a college match before I make that prediction. 
Perfect. That's a good PC answer, Jake. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to... <laughs> well, no, Corby hasn't gone yet at 74, so I'd like to hear what he has to say. Yeah, go ahead, Corby. Oh, it's 74, so I'm going to pick a guy here. NC State, Joey Milano. This kid won a state championship in Pennsylvania at 189 pounds, okay? Now we're talking redshirt freshman. We're down at 74. He obviously, you know, Trent's pounding hoagies. So he's, you know, he's not beating Trent. So he's going down to 74. He was 22 and six last year in opens. He beat national qualifier Nazar um, from Cleveland State. That was at 184. He's coming down. He was a top 30 recruit PA kid. Look for Joey Milano to, to make some hay here. Um, and then for the true freshmen in this, I mean, James Rowley was uh, Wisconsin, four-time Oregon champ. Cadet Bronze, two-time world team member. Um, you know, I I could see him going, you know, at 74. Everybody thought he was going to be an 84. Um, I think he got to Wisconsin, got in the room, started rolling around looking at 74. Maybe, hey, maybe there's somewhat of, you know, guys I can compete with there. And and uh, wouldn't shock me if, you know, the first weekend down there in Jacksonville, they don't throw him in the mix and see what he can do. I think they have a few ranked opponents there that weekend. So um, look for him to uh, to pop in and uh, maybe make some hay in the, you know, this year as a true freshman. I have a bold prediction for you there. How about um, how about in that Florida duel that you're talking about, Manny Rojas and James Riley right off the bat? What do you think of that, Corby? Oh, you could definitely, you could definitely see that. Um, I don't know if um, Iowa State goes with Broderson. I know Broderson did a lot this summer. He picked his game up. He trained. He went to the OTC, trained all summer. Um, Devine's been dinged up. Probably not expected back till maybe mid-December. So let's see what happens in this wrestle-off. Um, and then, you know, see what Rojas can do. And, you know, maybe, maybe we would see that. That'd be, that'd be unbelievable to see the two fresh. That's what, that's what I'm going to like about this rule, right? And it's going to be interesting as we go along in the year too. And for the prediction side of things or talking duels, or we could see this guy versus this guy, right? There's going to be a lot of what ifs and twists that could happen, you know, with the, with the five rule. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, You know, 184 and 197 are kind of, weights that there's really not a lot of guys but one guy um you know Rutgers has got John Posnanski right 184 he was he was uh fourth I believe as a true freshman lost to Kekaisen in the third fourth match I believe and then he last year didn't have the year that he thought he would have right so he's back fresh feeling good um but has a red shirt available they got a stud coming in, Brian Saldano. This kid's funky, can wrestle from all positions. He's he's gonna be like a like a nest, right? He's one of those kids for a big kid wrestle from his back, right? He'll gator bacon. You, you'll have him on on his back and think you got him, and he's gonna elevate or kick you over. He's funky. He was a three-time New Jersey State champ. He had 127 wins in high school, 99 by pin. So this kid's a pinner. He was a top 10 recruit. He'll definitely get his five matches. Jersey's going to love him. Um, let's see what they, you know, maybe they redshirt pause and go with Saldano. They're probably going to figure that out in the mix tomorrow when I'm in the room. You know, I'll get my eye on him. He trained with him all summer. So that's one guy at 84. That's kind of a weight that there's not a lot. Um, so um, 
let's just move on to 97. What do you, uh, it's kind of the same thing. 97. What do you like Jake? Yeah. You know, Jackson Smith is a guy. I think that kind of, to me at least came somewhat out of nowhere, um, to make the cadet team, you know, where he got fifth place. Uh, he was 21 and six this last year. Um, you know, I don't really know a ton about him as he was kind of a guy that, you know, I, I didn't really follow until he, you know, made this little run here. So he, he's a guy out of Maryland that I, um, I would assume that they have super high expectations for now. I mean, obviously he had a great redshirt year going 21 and six and, you know, Maryland's a program that's on the kind of up and coming and, you know, they're going to need guys like this to, you know, step up and, and that will help with recruiting later on down the road. If, if they get a guy like this to maybe, you know, make the podium or make the round of 12 and, you know, have a really good year, it's, it's only going to help build that program up. So I guess what, what do you know about Jackson Smith that I don't know? No, I, I like him. If I pop my head, I, I could be wrong. I think Georgia. I think he came out of Georgia. Um, could be wrong, but I think that's what my brain's telling me right now. Um, so I like him. I like him a lot. Um, he's a big kid. Um, I think he's going to shock some people, um, you know, this year, right? People, you know, Maryland's been down, right? Where, where Clemson came in, right? The first year in the rack, Maryland. I don't even know if they won a match at the Big Ten tournament that year, right? Um, and then the next year they're chipping, chipping. Well, now look at, man, they got Braxton Brown coming in at 25. You got the Miller boys out of Missouri coming in. One will probably go 41. I think Ethan will probably go 49. Um, and then you, you've got this Smith, right? So they've got some good recruits and, and coming in. So let's see, let's give, you know, Clemson some time. They're chipping away. They're, they are being, obviously we're talking about them. They're getting a more respectable. He's getting guys in, he's working with his guys. So, I mean, he also, you know, Cochran last year had a good year um, kid that, you know, obviously he didn't recruit. So now he's bringing in his own guys. Let's, let's see what he's doing there. And I like what he's doing so far. So um, I like that. Now let's go to heavyweight. Also kind of a weak weight. There's a kid here that wasn't a huge recruit coming out, um, but he did win a Fargo Greco. Um, he was a New York State finalist. He was third at preps. He's going to Brown. It's Alex Semenenko. And uh, this kid was a judo world team member. He was ranked as high as six in the world in judo. So he can throw you. Obviously, he's going to be exciting. I'm not saying he's going to be a guy that's going to, you know, you know, be a world beater right away or anything, but he's going to be an excited kid that's going to go probably as a true freshman, actually. Um, and uh, for Brown, Ivy League kid, obviously smart, so good for him. And uh, let's see what he's got. I think he's going to be an exciting kid. And then uh, what do you like, Jake? Yeah, you know, the other, other guy that we kind of talked about was Nathan Taylor for Lehigh. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, they lose... Jordan Wood, who had been their heavyweight for, I don't know, the last like 15 years, it felt like, but uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously that's a big loss for them. But, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that can step in and, and be a national qualifier. You know, he went 21 and 11 last year. You know, he, he beat a national qualifier and uh, golden. So like he's got the um, ability to do it. And I'm, an, I'm assuming he's been working out with Jordan Wood the last couple of years. So, you know, he's a guy that, um, could step in, but like you said, these, these kind of weights here are, um, you know, not as deep as the middle and lower weights. When you got guys coming in, they're 
a lot of guys that are already, um, you know, juniors, seniors, sophomores in college. So I think this next crop of kids coming up are, are going to um, make these upper weights better. But uh, for right now, you know, there's not a ton of uh, young guys coming in at these three last weights. No, I, I would agree with you there. Um, so, Zach, are you gonna um, are you gonna get access to these wrestle offs at uh, Iowa State or not? Um, I'm probably gonna go to the day that's open for the public. I feel weird asking if I can go to the private event. I feel like if I was invited, I probably would have been. Um, I don't know. I feel like it would have been just open to the public. I don't know why they do it that way. They used to let you watch kind of all of it, or we used to not really do the tournament either. It would just kind of be like hand-picked matches, at least in the KJ era. That's how they did things. But um, um, I don't know yet. I'm undecided. I, if I can sweet-talk dresser tomorrow night at the benefit dinner, then uh, maybe I'll sneak up there. But uh, I, I'm pretty excited for how it's going to go. I know we talked about in the Discord earlier, which if you guys are listening, you're not in the Discord, go ahead and hop on in there. We're going to be talking wrestling all season. But uh, we talked about Nate Schoen in there, and uh, I think he could give Sam Schuyler some fits if they wrestled. I'm also hearing Sam Schuyler's the guy. Um, he wasn't in the brackets this morning, and then all of a sudden, he I don't know if it was a typo, but all of a sudden they put him in there, and he'll be sitting in the finals. And if Nate makes it, he makes it. But uh, he was there last year taking a red shirt, or a gray shirt, I believe, and he got banged up. I think a foot injury or something like that. You would probably know more than me, Corby, about the injury itself. But um, I think he's a guy, you know, down the road maybe. I think he's probably the future of heavyweight for Iowa State. Yeah, I I, I think you're probably right about that in the future. I don't think currently um, Skyler's made some gains in the offseason. Um, I think he's, you know, the guy, uh, you know, they believe in him. They like him. Uh, so I think, I think, yeah, I think you'll see Skyler be the guy. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm I'm excited for uh for Iowa State, you know, getting some recruits in, some, you know, better high-level kids. And let's see what they can do, right? I mean, you know, there was a lot of chirping last year at that duel, right? We were there, it was hot, it was heated. Iowa, Iowa State. Now coming in this year, you know, I've heard it for, you know, 11 months now from Zach since we left that building that how this year in Carver, this is it. This is the year. This is the year that the Cyclones are going to get it done. So we're going to see. I mean, we're really not far off here. We're sitting maybe six weeks away from that event. Yeah, weeks. I'm excited. I'm so excited for the season. This whole season, I'm glad you guys are doing this show. Uh, closing statements from both of you guys last week. I can't believe you guys got that many picks right. Uh, now I got to listen to you guys in the group chat talk about it. And uh, but I, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the show. I think the fans uh, were into the show. We had some positive comments, some text messages, some DMs. So we're gonna keep this thing rolling. If there's something that you guys want us to cover or talk about, or different segments or whatever questions, maybe we'll take live callers. Maybe we'll do a live show at one point. But uh, Corby, you got anything else for the people? And then we'll toss it off to Jake and we'll say goodnight. No, I, I'm with you. I think uh, I don't know if we'll maybe like you said we could do some live. I know one. I come to town in December for uh, for the duel. We should probably, even if we've got a, even if we've got a drive back Sunday from after the duel. And I'm the getting show, a. I got a hotel and I'm gonna. Night. I'm doing a. I'm. We got a. We're gonna get a hotel and we're gonna. Maybe we can do it in the hotel after it's done. Okay, I'm gonna be in all weekend, but I'm with you. I think this year too we should spin off if we go live or if we just go uh, recording. But I think we do some guests. I think maybe we 
bring on a wrestler two or three. Maybe we bring on a few coaches. I'd like to maybe, you know, bring on a coach or two, maybe like do a show like one week, let's say maybe Iowa, Iowa state week, right? Maybe we could get, uh, maybe we could get Metcalf or dresser on, you know, at the beginning of the week or, and maybe brands or morning star towards the end of the week or something like that. Right. And get the feel of the duel or not those two particularly for that match maybe but i was gonna say no chance like that i was gonna say if they i thought you were gonna say have them both on at the same time i'm like there's no chance absolutely not absolutely (laughs) not i'm saying like record one with record one with like dresser them like on a tuesday and the other one on a thursday talking about the duel definitely we're not getting we're not gonna hey we don't want no remake of uh of what was that event there that they sent gilman two years ago Oh, fight the night, Iowa fight night. fight night. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to stalemate fight night. We don't, we don't want to get into all that. But um, I can't wait. It's going to be an exciting duel this year. Um, I, I don't, don't want to drag on the show. I, I don't want to drag on the show anymore. But I feel like we did forget somebody. Corey Land. Ooh. You know, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he makes the. I don't think he starts though. Do you? Um, I don't know. I guess what are you I hearing? Can... <laughs> no, I'm not hearing anything. I just, I, I, there were, uh, I brought that up out of nowhere and I apologize because we're about ready to wrap up the show and we're about to hit that hour mark, which is, you know, exactly what we wanted. But, uh, felt like we left you and I out a little bit and I know that he was a stud coming out of high school and, uh, surprised he wasn't on the list. That's all. You know, I, the only reason I think land wasn't on the list is, I don't think he starts. I think he's one of those kids that, you know, um, you know, he went up in weight and challenged himself. So what, where does he fall? Right. I mean, is he gonna, what weights he going to be at? You know what I mean? Is he gonna, is he going to be a 33? Is he going to try to cut all the way to 25? I, I don't know those answers actually. And I haven't asked. Um, and I just don't know that lands a kid that you see starting right away, but I could be wrong. Maybe he's in the room doing work. Maybe we should get Coach Schwab on here and he can clear those things up. Uh, Jake, anything you want to say to the people before we bounce? No, I'm just I'm just excited that we're finally doing this. This is something me and Zach have talked about for I don't know whenever we first met in the driveway, just hanging out. So I'm I'm just really excited. We finally you know kind of finalized this and we're just doing it every week. So it's going to be an awesome awesome wrestling season. Extremely excited. Um, always fun to talk wrestling with you guys. All right. Well, thanks for watching, folks, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Shout out to Barbarian Apparel and hit subscribe. Corby, that was a good show, man.